Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. Folks, we've been going through a series, we're going to finish it up today, called The Greater Whole, finding out where you fit. And when you think about church, we think of all these different reasons. We have all these wrong thoughts about why we can't be involved or how we see ourselves as far as being a part of the greater whole. That's the church. And we've talked about those for the last few weeks. And we've been trying to be, to be honest with you, we've been trying to blow up any concept of church you have and bring it down to a, a biblical concept of a biblical thought of what church should be. And so we're going to look at one more thing today before we finish out this series. We've talked a lot about that you're important, that the church can't function without you. But today we're going to talk about your involvement. In fact, I thought it was interesting. I was talking yesterday with some of the guys who were here and I was thanking them for being a part of Fuel Aid. And one of the gentlemen mentioned to me about being, he mentioned being a part of the greater whole. And I thought that was an awesome comment. And I thought, yeah, somebody's listening. Hopefully we're all listening here, right? Because the fact of the matter is, is that as a church, we can't function without you. In fact, I, I thought about this as I was sitting down, listening to the music, singing, in the pauses, I had this thought occur to me. Have you noticed that when you read through the New Testament, when the New Testament describes the church, it uses terms like this to describe the church. A family. A body. Never does it ever use terms like this. Organization. Have you noticed that? It's never used in the scripture. It's always used in using terms that suggest, not just suggest, but imply that every part is important. In fact, when Paul talks about it being a body, that every part of the body is important for it to function. When you think about family, unless you are thinking about a dysfunctional family, but a functional family, a family that is good, every part of the family is important, right? You are important. So that means that you need to be involved because we need you. But here's the problem. The problem is, is we, again, have this wrong thinking in our minds. And so we want to identify it. you got to identify the wrong thinking before you blow it apart. Now here's the number one thing we think again. The final two things about our wrong thinking. We've looked at a lot of them over the last few weeks. Here's the thing. Like our culture, we view church as a matter of choice. Like our culture, we view church as a matter of choice. What are you talking about, George? Well, let, let me ask you about your schedule. How many of you have got a busy schedule during the week? You got a busy schedule? I got a busy schedule. You got a busy schedule. You've got appointments lined up. 
You've got things that you're involved in. We're getting close to the Christmas season here soon. Pretty soon you've got family obligations that you've got to attend. Doesn't it get crazy as we move towards the new year with all the things that you've got to be involved in? Think about that. We've got hunting season really kicking out into gear right now. Some of you guys were showing me your pictures where you were hunting and so forth, and that's great, wonderful, and it's just awesome, all the opportunities. The problem is you've only got so many hours in a day, right? when he got so much time. But it seems like the calendar's getting full. And that's just the stuff that you enjoy to do. I haven't talked yet about what your boss wants you to do, right? And he seems like he owns your time, right? Isn't that true? At least that's how you're feeling, right? The reality is, the reality is, is that you've got to pick and choose what you're going to be involved in, right? You gotta pick and choose what you wanna choose. You gotta pick and choose what you wanna do. And the problem is, listen, but there are some non-negotiables, like what? Well, you do have to eat, so you make time for that. And you do have to sleep, even though it's not as much as you want to, you do make time for that. You do make time for your show, right? Whatever your show is. But here's the thing, when it comes to the most important thing for your spiritual lives, that's being not, again, we're not thinking about church as a service to attend, but church as the greater whole for your benefit of your spiritual life. The problem is, it's like the culture, we view church as a matter of choice. Do I really need to be there this day? Do I really need to sit next to that guy or gal? Do I really need to attend? You know, if I miss this week, it'll be okay. I can just go next week. I don't need to hear George's sermon. I got a smartphone. I can listen to it anytime I want to. We look at the culture. The culture gives us lots of choices. And so we view church as just a matter of choice. So here's what happens. Here's the second wrong thinking. Church involvement is simply an option among many. Church involvement is simply an option among many. Well, do I really want to get involved with that function that they got going on this week. You know, yeah, I want to sign up and help, but you know, I've got all these other things that are pressing on me. And so you just view it as options to be involved. Why do we do that? I want you to think about it for a moment. Why do we see it as a choice? Why do we see it as an option? I'm going to tell you why. Because we don't truly grasp how important we are to the church. Now stop for a moment. I'm not talking about the organization. I'm not talking about the structure and all of that. I'm talking about a group of people who come together every week who need to, let's be honest, some of you walked in here this morning, you're not doing well. Things aren't going well. Yeah, you got the happy face on. Took you a while to crank it out. But you got it on your face. As soon as you walk into the vehicle, it's gone. And so here you are. You're trying to be, quote, whatever. But you're not doing well. And you're hoping that somehow God would minister to you in the midst of what you're going through. But let me tell you, the the hands, the arms, the lips, 
that he uses to speak or to, to administer or to comfort are you. It's each and every one of you. You are the means by which the Holy Spirit is able to minister to each and every person here. And think about that for a moment. If you weren't here, who would do it then? Do you understand what I'm saying? If you weren't here, who would do it? Who would do it? But you know, George, I'm just exercising my choice. It's just one option among many. Think about that. That's what we're saying. We're saying the people that need us and we need them are simply just an option. Can I describe to you what that is when you think about it on its surface? That's selfishness, isn't it? That's selfishness. And that's reflective of our culture. So you say, okay, George, where are we going with this? Where are we heading here? Well, I want you to see, we're going to look at another passage that periodically we go through here at our church because I think it's so important for us to grasp. It's the passage found in Hebrews chapter 10. And it's going to talk about, we're going to look at it today from the perspective of your involvement, determined involvement. We're going to see something here that you need to grasp. So notice with me, if you're looking at Hebrews 10, Let's look at verse 22 through verse 25. A lot of you know verse 25, but look at verse 22. He says this. He's saying this because of the reality of who Jesus is. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Here's what I want you to see. Folks, we're going to do this. We're going to look, first of all, verse 22 and 23. They're going to talk about the basis for our involvement. Why should you be involved in a church? Why should you be a part of the greater whole? We're going to talk about the basis of that. And then we're going to see our necessary involvement. We're going to see that in verse 24 and 25. So let's talk about the basis, okay? Because in order, you know, it's wonderful to get up here and say to you, well, you guys need to be involved. You need to be there for each other. But you got to know why. You gotta understand why you need to do that. You gotta understand what took place in order for you to do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? You gotta understand the basis. Here's what I want you to see. First thing, look with me at verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. First thing I want you to notice is this. As believers, we have been cleansed for the relationship with God. As believers, we've been cleansed for the relationship with God. Okay, stop for a moment. I want you to think for a moment. Think about yourself for a moment. You're not perfect. Did you hear me? You're not perfect. You've messed up. You carry regrets. 
The guilt is heavy from the things that have occurred in the past that, that you wish did not occur. You know, they say elephants remember. Well, you're more than an elephant, aren't you? Because your mind remembers constantly the things that are there. You have regrets. You have shame. You have all of that. Even if you're a believer, you carry those things. But I want you to understand something. That through salvation, this is the point of verse 22. Through salvation, let us draw near to God with a true heart of faith. What? Because he cleaned your conscience. He cleaned your conscience. He washed you pure. This is the point he's making here. You may live with the regrets. You may live with, with, with whatever happened in your life. And really, let's be honest, I'm not really interested in knowing that. Like, I'm not interested in telling you my stuff. Do you understand? Because this isn't a, this isn't a comparison of who's worse. The fact of the matter is, is that the point that he's making here, the basis for our involvement is that he saved you. You. The way you are with all of your warts and stuff. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he saved you. He accepted you with your failures, with your problems. With your stuff. Do you understand? And let me explain to you. How could he do that? It wasn't because of you. It was because of Jesus. Do you understand? Because of Jesus and the sacrifice that he made for you that he could accept you. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's because of Jesus. And so the basis for our involvement, first thing is, is that you were cleansed for a relationship with him. Every single one of you. Nobody's acceptable. Nobody is left out of that equation. Every single one of you. Grasp it. Own it. Quit having the pity parties. We do that, don't we? Things aren't going well. We have the regrets. If I'd only done this, if I'd only made this choice, if I'd only done that, you can't go back and change it. We know that, right? Hopefully you do. But God looks at you and he saved you and he looks at you as something new. Is that not awesome? Here's, here's the second thing I want you to see here. We see it in verse 23. Look at what he says. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. What's he saying here? As believers, we live in the sure hope of God's faithfulness. Okay, during prayer time, I expressed a reality that all of us face at some point. And that is you need God to show up in your life with whatever it is that you're facing, whatever that it is that you're dealing with. And it's like this anticipation ever you, you hate i hate anticipation moments don't you but this kind of anticipation is not like you're excited for christmas to come okay remember what it was like when a kid you couldn't go to sleep that night your parents told you to go to bed don't get up till you're told to get up we're not talking about that kind of anticipation. We're talking about you've got a major catastrophe happening in your life and you need God to show up in a mighty big way to take care of it and you're just waiting. 
with nerves, with anxiety. Remember I told you that's how we feel? The reason why we feel that way is, can I be honest with you, we lack trust in the faithfulness of God. Even when he's told us that he will be there for us. Do you understand? We lack trust. What this passage is saying here is this. The basis for our involvement is is that you come to a place, you hold fast in confidence that God is faithful. Do you understand what I'm saying? You live with the hope of the faithfulness of God. That's what we've got to get to. We've got to get back to that confidence that he's going to be faithful to get us through it. It's okay, George, that's really great. Salvation, being cleansed, confidence in God's faithfulness. What's that got to do with my involvement in church? It's got everything to do with it. It's got everything to do with it, because let's be honest. There are times when you walk in here when you're not feeling too confident. There are times when you walk in here You don't have hope very much anymore. There are times that you walk in here and you feel really burdened about the stuff in your life and you even wonder what forgiveness is. Do you know what I'm talking about? And I'm going to be answered, I'm going to be honest with you. The answer to those issues of lacking the confidence, of lacking the hope and trust in his faithfulness, of, of resting in his salvation and his cleansing of you, you're not going to find the answer for that anywhere else. Walmart doesn't have a shelf section that says, here's the answer to your problem. They got everything else but that. The only place that you're going to find the answer for that is among people who have a common what? Hope and trust. And who are supposed to be there to encourage you when you lack because at some point they'll lack and you need to be there to encourage them. Do you understand? Do you understand? I mean, let's just be flat out honest with you. Life will beat up on you, doesn't it? And we've got this concept because of our culture that you're supposed to kind of go through it alone. You're not meant to go through it alone. You're not meant at all. The basis for our involvement is our salvation and the hope and the faithfulness of God. So what do we do with that? Well, we're going to see verse 24 and 25, our necessary involvement. There's four things that come out of these two verses. We're going to see our necessary involvement, why it is so important for you to understand that you really need to be in part of the body of Christ that you call your church. And when you're not here, we hurt. Because God puts you here. And it's important that you be a part of it. So what do we see here? Look with me at verse 24. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Here's what I want you to see. We have to get our focus off of ourselves and onto others. We've got to get the focus off of ourselves and onto others. You know what I'm talking about? 
It's so easy because that's where our focus of our culture is. It's about what's happening with you. Is everything going the way you want it to go? Are you feeling okay? Are you? And it just goes on and on and on. It's all about you, all about you, all about you. But listen, to be a part of a good church, do you think if every one of us here was so focused on what we wanted, what, what would we have happening in this place? I can tell you. Chaos. Conflict. Wouldn't be a kind of place you'd want to go. You got to get the focus off of yourself and unto others. Look at what he says there. Let us consider one another. What's that? You need to be thinking about how's the person next to you doing? So here, you know what? We got, we got an app and on the app, you, you see, a prayer request because somebody's got a cousin or or maybe they're going through some sort of health issue, but you come to church, but you're so focused on what's going on in your life, and you're like, well, what am I going to have for supper today? What am I going to do for lunch? What's the game going to be like? And next to you is somebody who's wrestling with that prayer request. Is the game that important that you can't ask how you're holding up? I mean, seriously, I'm 50 years old. There'll be another season. Do you know what I'm saying? There'll be another playoff series. But they're only going through their thing right now, and they need to know that somebody cares, right? Let us consider one another. Get the focus off yourself and get it onto somebody else. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what church is. That's what it's supposed to be. That's what it means to be a part of the greater whole. That's what it means to be involved. It means to take an interest in other people. See, here's the thing. When I talk about involvement, I'm not talking about you volunteering for a position at church. Do you hear me? I'm not talking about you becoming a Sunday school teacher or an usher or somebody who counts the money or somebody who does this or does that or blah, blah, blah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about involvement in the sense of you getting involved in other people's lives and what's going on there. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about positions within an organization. We're talking about family. We're talking about a body. And you've got to make the decision to become involved. We have to get the focus off ourselves and unto others. Listen to me. Here's the second one, right out of this same verse. Our involvement should be expressed in love and good works. Our involvement should be expressed in love and good works. Now, listen to you. I'm not talking about that what you do is love and good works. I'm talking about that when you become involved with other people, you stir up in them, listen to me, two things. You stir up in them love. Love for you and everybody else, that this is the church where I feel loved. And number two, their involvement with you stirs up in your life good works. That you're going to start doing the right thing. Because I've got somebody there to encourage me to make the wise decisions. Do you understand what I'm saying? To make the right choices. See, that's called being involved. 
It's not about you knowing stuff. It's about you doing stuff for each other. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's church. Our involvement should be expressed in love and good works. Here's the other thing I want you to see. Verse 25. Man, can't say anything better than the way the Bible says it. And not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some. What's the point here? We cannot see our involvement in the church as an option. You can't see it as an option. Listen, folks, we're not the moose. We're not the elks. We're not the American Legion. We're not the Rotary Club. We're the church, the body of Jesus Christ, who has the hope for the nations, the message of the gospel, the message of forgiveness, the message of wholeness in Christ, the message of acceptance. message of hope and victory that is expressed not just through words spoken by a preacher, but that are expressed through the actions of the people who are a part of the church. It's not an option. And you've heard so many times, we saw it in Corinthians, that when one part of the body hurts, we all hurt. It's not an option. cannot see our involvement in church as an option. Can't. And then finally, look at that last part of verse 25. But exhorting one another, and so much the more as we see the day approaching. What's the day there? Well, that's the day of Jesus Christ's return. Here's the point I want you to see. Because we're drawing to the end, we should encourage each other. Because we're drawing to the end, we should encourage each other. Listen to me. Some of you are a little bit older than I am. I'm 50 years old. It ain't getting better. I mean, I remember I, you know, I was when I was a kid. I used to like to watch Star Trek. You know what I'm saying? With Spock and Captain Kirk and, and this concept that, that we're going to move to a better society or whatever, where nobody uses cash. You just simply go up to a machine, tell it what you want, and it'll make the cheeseburger for you. But that's not realistic. That's not life. Have you noticed it isn't getting better? It seems like it's only getting what? Worse. We're drawing to the end. Every day is closer. Every day is closer to Jesus coming back. And in the midst of this, in the midst of it, listen to me, folks. You need somewhere. You need a group of people who are going to what? Come alongside you and tell you this. You just hang on. You'll get through this. I can't promise how it's going to turn out, but you'll get through this. You just hold on. You hang on. You hang on to your faith. I know you want to throw in the towel sometimes, but you just hang on. You need someone who's going to encourage you because we're drawing to the end. That is, listen to me, folks, that's every one of you. That's every single one of you. You need to be a part of the greater whole. You need to care. Do you understand? 
the church. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.